The Old Testament lesson for this Christmas Day service is from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice, together they sing for joy, for eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in singing, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle lesson is from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago and at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our, our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness, therefore, God. Your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe you will roll them up, like a garment they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel appointed for this Sunday, or this day as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, is from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Oh, grace, mercy, and peace be to you on this most glorious day as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus. During the season of Advent on our Wednesday evening services, we focused on the clothing of the King. And we want to pick that theme up again this morning as we continue to talk about the clothing of our King, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the text for this morning's message is from the book of Isaiah, the 61st chapter, verse 10. And it's in the print bulletin with you. It's in your bulletin. And I invite you to read this text with me. So if you would, turn in your bulletin to page 5, and let's read these words together that form the text for our sermon this morning. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. This is our text. Well, it's Christmas Day, and on Christmas Day, we look our best. We dress ourselves in the nicest clothing. We might even be wearing a gift that we received last night, or maybe earlier this morning. Now, truth be told, you all look a little bit drowsy but you do look amazing. You know, it's important for us to look our best. There's probably a family meal on the agenda, or maybe a nice dinner out, or a get-together with some dear family friends. And through it all, there will be pictures taken, a few gifts will be exchanged, and Lord willing, some great memories will be made. Yes, today's a big day. And on the big days, those important days, we make sure that we wear our nicest attire. Today is a big day, not just because of the festivities that we've got planned and the new clothing that maybe awaits us under the tree. Today is a big day because the most amazing thing is going to happen. Today we watch and we wait for the great exchange to begin. And I'm not referring to that tick-for-tack gift exchange that takes place at this time of the year, you know, where you give me a gift and I give you a gift in return. And I'm not even referring to having to make that annual pilgrimage to Kohl's to exchange Aunt Zilda's ill-fated attempt at a gift. Now, the gift exchange that I refer to is much greater. It's an exchange not of gifts between us and our family, or even an exchange of a gift for a store credit, but an exchange between God and man. The Lord says to us, I have a great gift to you, a great gift to give to you. And we respond, oh, how very exciting, a gift from God. What might it be? A life free or a year free of doctor's appointments? Might it be an end to the devil's temptations? 
Might the gift be a child returning to the Christian faith? Might the gift be that my guilt over sin is deleted from my memory bank? Might the gift be that there's family unity? Might my Christmas gift from God be that my depression and my anxiety vanishes? Oh, I'm so excited. What will the Lord of the universe give to me as a gift? And so we unwrap God's gift. We we tear off the bowl. We rip off the paper. We open the lid of the box, so to speak. And oh, how very disappointing. Clothing. Clothing. Yeah, oh no. You know, there was a time in my, in my life when I was a child that I would childishly, I would child, childishly groan every time I opened a Christmas gift and found the gift of clothing. Oh no, another new pair of socks. Oh yes, some much needed underwear. And oh yes, look, I got that checkered shirt. Groan, sigh, groan. What I really wanted was that slick Hot Wheels car and track that I had seen advertised on TV. I wanted that table hockey game where the sirens blared when you scored a goal. But clothing? That was right up there with Aunt Zilda's ill-fated attempt at a gift. I wonder if that isn't how we often feel about the Lord's Christmas gift to us. And maybe we're not just a little bit disappointed when year after year we're reminded on Christmas Day that the gift that he gives to us is a gift of clothing. Yes, we unwrap the gift to us, God's gift to us, and and what do we find? We find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths who comes with the promise of new Christmas clothing. What in the world do I want or why would I need a baby? And why in the world do I need yet another new set of clothing? Today we are reminded that God dresses himself in our flesh. God becomes incarnate. Isaiah proclaims, The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. And indeed, we behold the child born in Bethlehem and we marvel. We marvel that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and that we've seen His glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father who is full of grace and truth. And it's this child born in Bethlehem of whom the angels worship. God wrapped Himself in skin and blood in flesh and bone, and he takes on human form. But more than merely taking on our flesh as if that wasn't enough, in the birth of Jesus Christ, God takes on our weaknesses, and he takes on our vulnerabilities, and he exposes himself to the elements of a sin-soaked and violent world. But do not forget, this is a gift exchange. God isn't the only one gaining new garments and a new address on Christmas Day. 
the prophet Isaiah, who spoke on God's behalf some 700 years before the incarnation of Jesus, foretold of the year of the Lord's favor, a time when God's servant, the Messiah, would arrive and he would bring good news and everlasting joy to the world. In fact, it's in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 4, when Jesus is a is beginning his public ministry at the age of about 30 years of age, that he actually opens up to this section of Isaiah, Isaiah 61. And he opens up to him when he's in the synagogue, and he reads from Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he sits down, and he says in a way that feels every bit like a mic drop moment, Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus couldn't be any clearer. He is the one that is foretold by Isaiah, the one bringing God's greatest blessings to mankind. And that brings us back to this great exchange. The prophet Isaiah goes into beautiful detail about what the year of the Lord's favor means for those who receive the Messiah in faith. In verse 10 he writes, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. It's essential for us to be covered in this new Christmas clothing. Not only every Christmas, but every day of our life. It's absolutely essential for our Lord's robe of righteousness to be put upon us because our current robe, that is our sinful flesh, and even all of the heavens and the earth as we know it, will perish. They will wear out like garments as we heard in our epistle lesson for this morning. And so God places upon us year after year and day after day Christ's robe of righteousness. Yes, Isaiah is telling us in our text that when the Messiah arrives, and he has arrived in the person of the Christ child, that he brings with him the good news of God's extravagant blessing and with it a whole new wardrobe. Those who receive the Messiah, who are connected to him in belief and baptism, are wrapped in salvation. And this is the best part. We're wrapped in his righteousness. We who belong to the Messiah will be covered from head to toe because that's how robes work, in a rightness and in a goodness that we have not earned, nor that which we deserve we'll be so completely covered, in fact, that when God looks at us, He no longer sees any of our evil deeds. He doesn't see any of our terrible choices. He doesn't see any of the countless times when we've rejected Him or failed Him. He sees none of it. He only sees our goodness. Not really our goodness. He sees only Christ's goodness that is gifted to us. Talk about looking your best. And that exchange 
Yes, it begins with the incarnation of Jesus when he clothes himself with our flesh. Jesus takes on our humanity along with all of our heartache and hardship and even our death. And he will be faithful when we have been faithless. He will reject every expression of sin and live perfectly in our place. He will confront death and he will wring out every ounce of God's wrath in his own flesh and blood on the cross. And he will rise out of his tomb declaring that our tomb has been totaled and that death for all those who belong to him have, has been defeated. And he will take our place, he will plot our plight, and he will set us free. And when all is said and done, he'll wrap us in salvation and in his goodness that we did not earn. And he will take what rightly belongs to him and graciously bestow it upon us. He gives it to us as a gift. Our response to God's gift is to marvel. To marvel at our new wardrobe. To give God thanks for our robe of righteousness. And to anticipate the new address that awaits us in glory. It is indeed the year of the Lord's favor. Today is a big day, not just because of the festivities that we may have planned and the new clothing that might await us under the Christmas tree. No, today's a big day, really the most amazing of days, because an incredible exchange happens. We receive, you receive, the greatest gift of all. The Lord gives you incredible, invaluable, and beautiful garments of grace. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what sins you've committed in the past, no matter what doubts you may carry or issues that you may have, God's Son, our Lord Emmanuel, has a priceless gift for you. But first, repent of your sin. In other words, remove your filthy, worn-out clothing that is stained by sin. And instead, wear what God gifts to you today the robe of Christ's righteousness and wear it with joy and be assured that from now on yes from now on in the eyes of God you look amazing amen and now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus amen